1: KJ Podcast, my people, happy holidays. The NFL Draft is upon us two days away. It's like Christmas. You get to unwrap presents under the tree. All 32 teams participate. I think it's the biggest event for football nerds the whole year. This, to me, is better than the Super Bowl. Generally, I don't like the two teams competing in the Super Bowl. And it's fun as a party. But if you are a draft nerd... You've been waiting for this day since January. We started talking prospects. It's here. We're going to go over my box draft 2.0. I only do two of these things. One after the combine. One two days before the draft. I have a couple trades. I have the 49ers getting someone I think the fans will be very happy with at 9. We'll go pick by pick. 1 through 32. Second half will go kind of rapid fire. Bunch of news coming out of Santa Clara during John Lynch's press conference. Ruben Foster will touch that. Adrian Colbert, trade-up scenarios. Jimmy G getting the guys together. It's that time. We're about to have OTAs, 7 to 10 new characters on this 49ers roster who's going to try and help them make the playoffs this season and eventually win a Super Bowl. KJ Podcast Meetup, a reminder, Thursday. It'd be huge if you could show up at Pete's in North Beach, 4 to 7 p.m., Going to hang out, shoot this shit, watch the draft. I'm going to hop on the mic now and then, give my thoughts on what's going on. So it's like you don't have to suffer through Mel Kuyper if you don't like him. Or Todd McShay, whoever you despise about the draft. Come to Pete's. I'll give you some commentary and analysis. Used to work for the Browns. They're a heavy player in this draft, obviously. Pete's Sports Bar, be there Thursday. KJ Podcast is sponsored by Crowworthy Media At Crowworthy on Twitter, a new outlet for degenerate fantasy sports fans coast-to-coast. Takes with accountability, educating fans on the NFL Draft. Go to their Twitter feed, you'll see some interesting content. At Crowworthy, Crowworthy Media. New outlet, medium warm takes, not the hot takes you see on ESPN2 with Skip Bayless and the nonsense. Really sharp takes. At Crowworthy, give them a follow today. Mock draft time. Cleveland Browns have been on the clock basically since September of last season. We knew they'd be the worst team in the league. John Dorsey starting to leak some stuff out there because I got Dustin Fox, my buddy up in Cleveland, suggesting they're deciding between Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. Dan Patrick is echoing similar sentiments, so some, some last-minute... Drama up in Cleveland As there always is I think it's Smoke screens It's Sam Darnold I put a poll on Twitter Adam Kaplan retweeted it Really got out there 7,000 people voted 55% said Sam Darnold Cleveland is not in a spot To take a miss At a quarterback Even if it's a new regime I don't care The history does matter In this draft pick Sam Darnold Has the highest floor He has turnover issues from USC but other than that he's mobile out of the pocket he's got traits that you want I've compared him all along to Carson Palmer I think he really will go and stabilize the Browns get them to eight and eight sneaking in the playoffs a couple times ends up being the safer pick at quarterback I just think that's where Cleveland is I think Dorsey may like Baker Mayfield more and Baker Mayfield could be a better pro once it's all said and done than Sam Darnold but If you swing and miss there, you're on the clock, essentially. John Dorsey will be fired two to three years if he messes up this pick. To me, it's not worth it. Get Sam Darnold. I think you can still make the playoffs. So the Giants would have taken Sam Darnold. They're not about any of the other guys. David Gettleman, Pat Shermer, I don't get this pairing at all as a head coach GM. I think they go safest pick, which is Saquon Barkley. They have a star player ready to go once Odell Beckham leaves in free agency, if that's the case. They have a run game to try and see if Eli Manning can sustain his career one or two more years, which I I highly doubt. I think Eli's washed. But Saquon, you know, the drama doesn't live up so far. It's Sam Darnold 1, Saquon 2. Jets 3, here's where I think um, people have gotten it wrong. I think Josh Rosen is the best pure passer. Jeremy Bates, now the O coordinator there, he's going to have heavy say in this draft pick. Todd Bowles, a defensive guy, obviously studies quarterbacks, but they love Jeremy Bates. He was their QB coach last year. He's now offensive coordinator. He got promoted just for doing work with Josh McCown. Essentially, I think the way he evaluates quarterbacks, he's from this Mike Shanahan tree. I think he gets that Baker could be a miss. Josh Allen could be a miss. I'm thinking it's Rosen. I think it's a smokescreen all along. I think he's actually the best quarterback in this draft. I think he goes and really helps the New York Jets. Four, Bradley Chubb is now paired with Miles Garrett. Browns get their franchise quarterback and pass rusher. All this trading back, and they missed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. If these picks pan out, and Chubb is a 10-sack guy, and Darnold is Carson Palmer, all that maneuvering around might be worth it. Going to take a couple years to see if Hugh Jackson can even survive this season. Todd Haley eventually becomes the head coach. Is that kind of what that move was there? Who knows? We'll see. But I think Browns fans are happy. Darnold Chubb, hand in the card. There's really nothing to hate about either of those picks. Trade alert. Actually, no, that's not yet. Five, I got Broncos. You look at John Elway's draft history here. The last couple first-round picks. Paxton Lynch has been a miss. Sylvester Williams was kind of a miss in 2013. Garrett Bowles, we'll see with him at tackle. I think he goes safe pick here. I think five, another O lineman. They're counting on Case Keenum. I don't think John Owe wants to bust with Josh Allen. Or Baker Mayfield. I think at the end of the day, Quentin Nelson is the safest pick in this draft outside of Saquon Barkley. You're going to count on him playing left guard at a Pro Bowl level for five, six, seven years. That's going to help Case Keenum a ton. He had great protection in Minnesota. You're going to need that in Denver. AFC West is going to be very difficult this year. You need a plug-and-play guy. I think John Elway... Can't afford to miss on another quarterback. It's really going to hurt this team right now. The Broncos aren't that good. They're not that great right now. They're probably on the outside looking in for the playoffs. I'd have the Chargers above them. Broncos thinking today more than developmental project. They need an impact player. Quentin Nelson, he's risk-free. John Elway says, all right, we got a player there. We're going to have to take some risk later in the draft. We're not taking one top five. Trade alert. Trade alert. I think there's going to be some negotiations there, and the Bills could trade with the Broncos eventually, but I think they trade up to six. Colts continue their trade down, are confident they're going to land a player because the Bills are getting Baker Mayfield. They may end up having to trade to two to get him if they really think the Jets are hot on him, but I think Baker and the Bills is a great fit. Sean McDermott, I think that he's a fiery personality, will embrace Baker. McDermott knows the Panthers were nothing until they got Cam Newton when he was down there. They have to solve this franchise quarterback. They let Tyrod Taylor walk. They essentially don't have a quarterback ready to start next year. AJ McCarron, I guess, but I think Baker comes in, wins that competition, and starts for the Bills week one. And I, I think he's average. I think I don't think he's a superstar. And I don't think he's terrible. A lot of people say, oh, Baker's going to be a bust. Baker's going to be incredible. I really think somewhere in the middle. I think he's going to be similar to Tyrod Taylor and have the Bills competitive every year, have to overcome some mistakes, some limitations from his height. He's going to have to get out of the pocket more than he's used to in college. There's going to be some limitations to his game. But I think Baker Mayfield could make the playoffs with the Bills years and years down the line once he matures as a veteran quarterback. 7 the first DB off the board, Derwin James. It seems like the Bucks have been hot on him for a while. They really don't have a ton in the secondary. Vernon Hargraves is a serviceable, solid corner. Nothing upper echelon. Brent Grimes is, what is he, 48 years old now? They've eventually got to help the secondary. They have Chris Conti and Keith Tandy right now penciled in as their safeties. They need help. They got the pass rushers, Pierre Paul, Vinny Curry this offseason. They have Quan Alexander. Levante, Dave in the middle. It's time to fill the back end of that defense. I don't think it's Minka. I think it's Derwin James. That's seven for the Buccaneers. So that puts the Bears, really, they could go Roquan. They could go Minka. They could go Denzel Ward. Who are we going to help with Vic Fangio? I think Matt Nagy takes control here and goes, we got to beef up this O-line. Left tackle Mike McGlinchey from Notre Dame really early. You see this sometimes in the top 10. Whoa, what is he doing going up there? And I don't know. There's a lot of people not high on this tackle class at all. McGlinchy's the best. The Bears brought back Kyle Fuller. They drafted Leonard Floyd two years ago. They haven't really addressed O-line in a big way since Kyle Long in 2013. It's that time for O-line for them. I, I think that makes sense. And here you go. The 49ers on the clock at number nine. Denzel Ward, Roquan Smith, Minka Fitzpatrick, all there. Who's going to be the Pro Bowl player? That's what I tweeted yesterday. This team essentially could have missed on both first round picks last year. Ruben Foster, unless. They settle out of court, or there's some huge thing here where the details never see the light of day, which I think that's what the 49ers are banking on, that somehow this is settled away from a courtroom. Those details get out. Ruben Foster is done in the Bay Area. People won't want him on this football team. 49ers realize that, and I've said about Solomon Thomas, I'm not calling him a bust, but I'm saying his position as an interior compliment to DeForest Buckner as an edge run defender is more of a role player as a top three player that's a position you can try and address in the second or third round if he plays it at an elite level and listen guys I'm not judging him on stats too I'm judging him on the tape on his really piss poor PFF grade I think he'll have a better year, too. They drafted this guy and threw him out at defensive end when he's used to playing inside. So, of course, there's going to be adjustment. But I'm just saying here, the bottom line with this pick, and I want it to be Harold Landry so bad, this has to be a bust-free pick. Harold Landry could be a bust because he's really not good against the run. He has some bad instincts. You may not be able to coach that out of him. You probably could, but the end of the day, bottom line, this scheme, this system, you need people flying around, you go Roquan Smith. You go linebacker, safest pick. You could have traded down maybe for a couple picks and and got him. Maybe the Raiders would have taken him, but I'm cool with taking Roquan at nine. You hope he has no problems. He's stepping right in and starting right away next to Malcolm Smith. I, I think an inside linebacker, his tape, he should have no problems beating out Brock Coyle. He's your day one weak side linebacker. And you can flex him out from time to time, and he's got versatility. Will he be a Pro Bowler? Potentially, but I just think there's no way he's a bust. I mean, he's very similar to Reuben Foster, how he plays, probably better in coverage too, which is great for today's NFL. Two months ago, I did not like that pick. The Reuben Foster stuff came up. If you get lucky enough to pair them one day, then you really are cooking in the middle of the field, and you have a deadly tandem that teams really cannot run up the middle. And if Solomon Thomas locks down the edge, now they can't run to the edge, now they have to throw on you. Now you're one corner and this secondary away from being a legit defense, and if you pair a legit defense with Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan, you're going 10-6, 11-5 every year. You're going to have a chance in the NFC. The picture is clear. Ruben Foster might have slowed down this rebuild. They have to redo at inside linebacker. It's a position of need. Malcolm Smith's not a long-term answer there. You don't have a long-term answer there in case ruben has gone. That's the pick. I've talked myself into it. Ten, I got a trade-up alert. I got Patriots trading both their first-round picks and a conditional pick later to the Raiders, and they're drafting Josh Allen. Unreal, crazy move. No one expects it. Bill Belichick comes out of nowhere, says we have our quarterback of the future. If you're following the Boston reporting, there is a war going on right now. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick do not seem to be getting along. Rob Gronkowski now not working out at voluntary camp in New England. There's some messiness going on. and At the end of the day, Bill Belichick is going to remind you who's in charge of this operation. He takes a quarterback with the most potential, a guy that's going to be really good in practice on Brady's ass. And he's essentially going to say, we need a replacement for a 40-year-old quarterback. We need a replacement for Jimmy Garoppolo. We need insurance. Look at Nick Foles. A backup quarterback just beat us in the Super Bowl. This position's that important. I ain't going anywhere Robert Kraft knows that I'm a gangster and this move stuns the league. It's a crazy craziness. The Dolphins thought they were not going to have to trade up and get Josh Allen. Stealth move. Raiders end up netting two first round picks here for John Gruden's rebuild, reboot. They're going to get two pieces later on, but that's my stunner. Josh Allen at 10. It would be wild. Levin, so the Dolphins are there left scratching their head. But guess what? They get Minka Fitzpatrick. It's a good token to get Adam Gase. He's lost Jarvis Landry. He really doesn't have a quarterback. Mason Rudolph could be the pick here. They could take Lamar Jackson. They could end up trading down here. Uh, They're going to be so bummed if they don't get a quarterback, in my opinion. Miami could be a trade up there with. The 49ers, too. The 49ers could let Roquan go to the Raiders, obviously. They have a bunch of guys they can pick. They're definitely going defensive. It would be a stunner if SF did anything else. So, Patriots 10, Josh Allen, Dolphins 11, Minka. 12 is Colts. They've now traded down a bunch of times. They get Denzel Ward at 12. Look at the value there. He had been going as high as 5 to the Broncos. You get him at 12... You sit out of all that mess, let these teams trade up. Colts trade down. Chris Ballard taking the long play here. Hoping Andrew Luck gets that offense going. Frank Reich carries his magic play calling that he had. And all of a sudden, Colts defense can turn around with Denzel Ward. We'll see. Redskins Vita Vea, They need help in the middle right now. Um... Not a sexy pick there. He's been compared to Helodi Nada. So that's Redskins at 13, Vita Vea. 14, Packers, Marcus Davenport. Matt Barrows wrote a great piece today, Sacramento B, about it. He's a draft crush, and he has the athleticism, and he could come in like Alden Smith did in 2011 and just be a situational guy and really get used to the NFL. His mind, obviously, let's hope, is not as, as messed up as Alden Smith. Hopefully... He can figure that out but Marcus Davenport Mike Penn's defense he can be a 3-4 outside linebacker he has the athleticism the speed to do that I, I like that fit they're gonna play a lot of different fronts in Green Bay 15 Cardinals Lamar Jackson I think the vote of confidence from Bruce Arians kind of seals the deal for him because Bruce Arians retired I don't think they were gonna fire him there It was not that type of situation he really walked into that program Gave it so much stability. Fizzled out at the end as Carson Palmer did too. They made some poor roster decisions. I think Bruce Arian's coming out to say that. Steve Kimes still consulting with him, I bet. They need a quarterback. They were so foolish to sign both Glennon and Sam Bradford. They're in a division with Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, and Sean McVay. And... Russell Wilson, they have no choice but to take a quarterback. They would be completely foolish not to. 16, Ravens, Deron Payne, Alabama guy, Ozzie Newsome had C.J. Mosley, he's been a good starter for them for a while. They really need a receiver. They cannot get that position right at all. Brashard Perryman has been a bust for them. They're going to hope Willie Sneed, John Brown, give Flacco the quick guys he's looking for. They go D-lines, that's what they do. They they stop you from running the football Ravens football, it's boring. It's Deron Payne at 16. Chargers, Josh Jackson. I think the corner from Iowa will provide some stability. Jason Verre has just been so injured. He's so talented from TCU. They drafted him 2014. They need another corner. Josh Jackson, bigger body, longer arm. That would be the stunner pick for the Niners if they did that at 9, which would not be totally out of the question the way they like corners. It would also say, hey, do we totally feel confident confident about Richard Sherman? Do we totally feel confident in killer Witherspoon? Clearly not. We're, we're spending a first-round pick on a corner, but it would not be a bad pick if he came in and performed. You guys are going to absolutely hate this, and so am I. Harold Landry, 18 to the Seahawks. They've got to fix some pass rush to pair with Frank Clark there. He fits that edge, Leo spot. He's going to be able to do some things. We talked about this before, I think was with Evan Silva. Seattle's been missing in the draft. They've been not doing well. Harold Landry, it would actually be shocking to be if he was still on the board at 18. So many mocks have him in the mid-20s, though. I get his flaws as a run defender. He's not as disciplined as you want him to be. He is not a flawless prospect, but just the way he rushes the edge... Only certain people can do on this planet. It is a hard thing to find. To me, when you find that, you go get it. Train that guy to be your beast, and he's locking down one side of the field. Um, I really hope the Niners get him. I don't think that will be San Francisco's pick. And now you got to deal with him. Joe Staley's gonna have to deal with him. They might line him up against Trent Brown too, as a speed guy. Um, great pick for Seattle. I gotta say, if they end up pulling that off, that's that's gonna I think end up being really huge for their defense. Cowboys 19, Calvin Ridley. Listen, they brought in Alan Hearns and some other things. They shouldn't have cut Des Bryant. They don't have a ton of weapons on offense right now to be excited about outside of Zeke. They have the O-line, the run game. Dak can be the game manager. They have to get a playmaker. Calvin Ridley's got star kind of written on him. He's got that swag about him, Jerry Jones. Does not make the final decision. Steven Jones does, but he does have the same tendencies as his father. I think that's actually going to be a good pick for them. I think he's going to be a good receiver. Tremaine Edmonds, you're saying, who's that guy? When is he going to go? I got him falling to the Bengals. They need outside linebackers. They like ferocious run stoppers. Fontes perfect. he's suspended or injured all the time. They've got to have middle of the defense. They've drafted corners in the past. If Lamar Jackson's still on the board, he would make sense. I, I don't know about their ownership, though. They they pick weird quarterbacks. It seems like Lamar Jackson would be too hyped for them. Like They they don't want a, a potential superstar quarterback. They're totally cool with the Andy Dalton. So I, I've seen Lamar there. I, I wouldn't expect it, but it, it could happen. Tremaine Edmonds, yeah, he's my father. PFF Sam Monson, I think, tweeted out, where are we seeing this guy's going to be a blitzer as a Sam linebacker? As a hand-in-the-dirt guy, I really see him as an inside linebacker run stuffer. He could play the Sam. I just don't see him as a pass rusher. He has the length. He's 19. He's going to change for sure. He's a potential pick. I think other teams are just like, "Eh, I like someone else more than Tremaine Edmonds. Daniel Jeremiah really hyped him up. That was the first guy to really start throwing him in the top 10s. I think originally he was down in this, but I have told you guys, I have people I talk to at Virginia Tech who know that football program really well. He's one of the best players in program history. Man, this is taking forever. We're gonna just run through this. Colts, DJ Moore, Raiders, they're gonna get left tackle Colton Miller. They need help on the outside for protection. Panthers, Michigan D lineman Maurice Hurst. They've kind of remember when they were really good. Their D line was just mauling people. They've got to get back. To their roots, Ron Rivera pushing for that. Rashawn Evans, linebacker Alabama, to Titans. That's Mike Vrabel's type of player. Versatile, hard hitter, strong track record with the Crimson Tide. Um, Falcons, left guard, Will Hernandez. Uh the Julio stuff is weird. I don't get when guys do that. Hey, and you don't want to criticize people. Mental health is a real thing now. Social media is harmful. You can look back at stuff you post and be like, well, you know, what was I thinking? Do these people actually really endorse me? Do they like me or do they like my job? Not saying I'm not that way, but these athletes. Um, yeah, weird stuff going on in Atlanta. Their line's kind of been an issue there. Steve Sarkeesian. I, man, I know that there's people on this 49er staff now that would have gladly been the old coordinator. They would have had a secession plan there. Dan Quinn would have realized Kyle Shanahan's system. I mean, look at the Titans. They hired Matt LaFleur away from the Rams. This system that Kyle's calling is growing around the league. The Falcons went away from it last season and had struggles and had a lot of bumps in the road. Coaching's a lot about friends and nepotism and who do you want to be around and who has a track record. I I don't know. They should have elevated one of Kyle's protégés in Atlanta. Huge pick from the Steelers here that I think is going to pan out. Running back Sony Sonny, Sonny Michelle from Georgia. has got the LaShawn McCoy shiftiness about him. Can hit home runs. And your succession plan. You're letting Le'Veon Bell essentially walk. They might trade him at the deadline if Sonny Michelle comes in and is getting first downs and is looking like a mini Le'Veon. They need that type of back and they don't want to pay it. Well, Le'Veon's pretty much worth 10 $11, 12000000 Per year. So they're they're thinking offense there, which is rare for the Steelers in the first round. Jags, they let Allen Robinson go. Allen Hearns, they they really are betting on Marquise Lee. They need a wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, I think, is the big body that Blake Bortles needs. Not the most accurate guy. Cortland Sutton can jump up, catch those 50-50 balls, knows how to use his body in space. I think that'll end up actually being a good pick for them um not like Tom Coughlin to take a receiver there but they they don't have very many holes on defense clearly they could go o line but i i think receiver if you're, you you got to beat Tom Brady essentially right you got to outscore them you need some weapons Vikings they're going to beef things up for Kirk Cousins Isaiah Wynn could be a second rounder i, I don't know that o line's already good but Again, you're getting down to the late 20s here. These teams are completely full. They want cheap O-linemen that are good that they can don't have to pay a ton. That's always a good move if you're a playoff caliber team with the number one defense. Vikings go O-line. Raiders, their second first round pick, cornerback Mike Hughes. They add him to the mix. So they got a left tackle and a corner in John Gruden's first draft back. Not the elite prospects. They maybe could have gotten at 10 a Denzel Ward, but they end up getting two pieces in the first round. I don't think the Raiders are that good. I think they have a star pass rusher, a star receiver in Amari Cooper, a top 15 quarterback in Derek Carr. But other than that, they have some holes, especially on the O-line at corner, really in the middle of the defense too. So I think they're probably going to miss the playoffs for sure. I'd say 6-10, and 7-9 if I had to guess Oakland's record. Eagles, last pick of the first round, Darius Geis, running back, LSU – They want to continue to just have playmakers. They could go defense here. They need a corner. A lot of corners have come off the board. They they might get that the next round. Darius Geist could be a little stud in the making. I mean, they have Jay They did let LeGarrette Blount go to the Lions, so they need more of that guy up the middle, red zone back. That's the mock draft, guys. kind of long, but if you love football like I do... I'm sure there'll be more trades in that. We're going to break everything down at Pete's. Let's touch up quickly on the 49ers news. Reuben Foster, John Lynch, answers, what, eight, nine questions about it to start his pre-draft press conference up in the draft room, Santa Clara. Really cool bit how they do that. He broke down new grading scale. Coaches work hand-in-hand with the front office. They're constantly in meetings together. The, the scouts know what the coaching staff is looking for. The scouts essentially are working for the coaching staff and that's a totally symbiotic relationship. I've seen other buildings where the coaching staff is working for the scouts. These are the players we give you. These are who is best at film, the best value we've got. Make them work. Jam that piece into your system. So cool on John Lynch showing kind of how that partnership is working. But he kind of backed himself in a corner here. With the Reuben Foster stuff. If this goes to court. And there's details revealed. And he's convicted. Or the details are still revealed. And there's a cash settlement. After the fact. Reuben Foster could still be. Off the team. John Lynch has said. If it's true. That Reuben Foster did. Commit these heinous crimes. Which I obviously hitting a woman in the face. Is the worst of them all. Um. He's gone. So that should have been the original statement, probably. Instead of letting the legal process play out, if the facts are true, Ruben's off the team. Um, If this is obviously a second, third, fourth-round pick from last year, they're already cut. If he's not that good of a player, Ruben was the most talented player on the defense last year. DeForest Buckner, most consistent and dependable and playing just so many snaps in the middle. Ruben Foster is your brick house is just how I said about Harold Landry. There's only certain people that can do what Ruben Foster does, change the whole dynamic and tone of the run defense. I think the 49ers' best bet and what they're hoping is that somehow the girl drops the charges or there's some type of situation where a ton of money is paid where this doesn't see the light of day. I think... The likelihood of that happening is maybe 30%, I think 70%. See, I mean, this woman just hired a lawyer. She could have initially backed down. There's When, when did this happen? February, I want to say? The DA had enough evidence. Santa Clara... Um, by the way, I don't know if this is going to come into impact. They don't have the best relationship with the 49ers as a city. Totally different entities here, but you think some of these local politicians aren't talking with each other that these good boys from Santa Clara that have been there for a long time and the 49ers kind of invaded and there's been lawsuits. So I know that's one thing that the Niners get touchy about is their image with that city, but I, I don't know here. I don't know what the bet is. The bet is they're waiting until the very last second. Whenever the truth is known by the public and he's convicted in a court, then Ruben Foster's gone. It's it's sad. I I absolutely love him as a football player. I hope it's not brain issues that is causing this violence with the Combine incident. He's had outbursts here, so it sucks. He's not around the football team either. I think he needs structure, but Ruben put himself and just and the 49ers in a horrible spot. And it's a nonstop conversation we have to have about this football team because it's their first round pick from last year. Speaking of that, John Lynch said. 30 players have a first-round grade, which means to me, they could be trading up from 59 in the second round. If there's a mid-second-round guy that they have a strong first-round grade on, who I've said, Austin Corbett, that left guard from Nevada, maybe it's a corner, maybe it's a receiver, trading up in the second round, I think, is the most likely trading scenario. I think the Niners are going to stay put at nine. They're not going to trade up to six for Bradley Chubb. I, I don't think they're going to give up a first next year or or a second next year. Those are too valuable of a pick. I don't know, maybe. Bradley Chubb, if they have that huge grading on him and he walks right in and is... What I've been saying is Harold Landry, we haven't even been talking Bradley Chubb as I think it's a foregone conclusion. The Browns are getting him at four. Pairing two pass rushers together is how you really win in the league. Finding one can change your defense. Pairing two who are dominant, all of a sudden... You're walking in with an advantage up front every week. So Bradley Chubb is at 6 or 7. And you don't have to give up a first next year. And it's a first and a 2019 second to move up three spots. I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate that just because the position is so important. I don't know why it was news yesterday that Adrian Colbert's starting free safety. I guess Kyle hasn't he said that before? But coming from John Lynch it sounds more powerful the way he crafts his messages, I saw that get a ton of retweets. It's like, isn't this obvious? Did you watch film of Adrian Colbert last year? Have you seen his ball-hawking ability, his hitting? Jimmy Ward's getting reps at corner, so not a surprise. It does make Derwin James... You don't need or want him as much. Same with Minka, if you're going to play him at safety. I don't want to push Adrian Colbert off the field. I think what he did at the end of the season... If you redid a draft, would he be a second-round pick? Would he be a late first? He needs more reps, and Adrian Colbert came late on the scene, and there's there could be actually competition. Tell you what, Chancellor James is a freaking good safety who the Niners are going to get in the mix. They IR'd him really early last year. He was popping off the field in training camp, being way more physical than any person there. Like he was literally jumping off the tape. We'll see. Adrian Colbert is my free safety this year. I liked when James wore the Minka. I wouldn't hate the pick, but I'd be like, all right, I guess we're pushing good players off the field and having holes at other positions. I get it, though. Best player available, trying to get pro bowlers where you can, if that's what they think. John Lynch also said, no rush to re-sign Trent Brown. Have I been saying that? I don't know. For the money that he'll command, maybe it's a franchise tag situation, but for a tackle, that could be... Shoot, 13, 14, 15 million next year. Long term commitment to Trent Brown. I think Kyle still needs to see a year with him with a different running back. Him and Carlos Hyde, I don't think, had the energy they needed on that right side. Football teams run to the right more than they do to the left. Having a pass protecting right tackle is huge, but that is more of a run blocking position, which is why I said tackle would not be a surprise in the second or third round. Um Eric Reed, it would be weird to sign him and then cut him. So the 49ers don't think he'll make their 53-man roster and they pick us another safety they like in the draft in the 4th 5th round. Really, I don't see the need in bringing Eric Reed back, throwing him a bone and then cutting him. Wait for him, an injury to happen or an injury to happen on another team for him to get signed. It sucks that he's not on a team because he is such a good person. What he does in the protesting does not impact the football team at all. This is his own personal message. People are allowed to do what they want outside of football. These are not robots. Athletes can do what they want. It's 2018. You're not going to control what they do and say. And if you worry and think about that, you're ill in the head. Worry about yourself. Think about more positive things. Don't try and limit people from speaking out one way or the other. Who cares? So, no, I don't think Eric Reed's back. Um, last thing, Jimmy G getting everyone together on Saturdays. I kind of saw that from Kendrick Bourne's IG. He's, I mean, he posts a lot in the meeting rooms. Kendrick Bourne, low-key. John Lynch gave him a shout-out that he's definitely in their plans. His IG is fun. He was dunking the ball yesterday, playing b-ball with Adrian Colbert. It will be critical for this draft class to come in and push the rookies. They are very comfortable. They were handed things in 2017, starting jobs, reps that in most NFL buildings, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, and undrafted guys do not get. So I think there will be some feathers ruffled, some new guys in. I think there'll be an undrafted receiver who's on a Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne level that people are really pumped about. And all of a sudden... You know, Kendrick Bourne or this guy is going to be inactive. And you want this. You want there to be pressure on the draft class from last season. Um, I've said that before, but I think that's a main point, a main storyline in the spring for 2018. This draft class should walk in and be trying to take spots. That's the whole point of this. KJ podcast, huge mock drafts. I have Sam Darnold going one, my... Big shock was the Patriots trading up for Josh Allen, of all people, to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Patriots are taking a quarterback Thursday or Friday. They have to. They need that backup. That leverage piece gives them so much. And they, I mean, listen, Tom Brady hasn't missed a game since, what, 2007? He hasn't been hurt in a long, long time. The laws of physics say he's not going to stay healthy the next two to three years. You have to have a player ready to go there. Josh Allen's going to take a bit. That'd be the stunner. I think it would be great for the league. Um, Roquan Smith to the Niners. I like it. I've talked myself into it two months ago. I hated burning a top 10 pick on an inside linebacker. Now I realize I, mean, I want Harold Landry. I am standing on a table. I will be so pumped if this team picks him. I just don't think that he's 100% bust proof like a Roquan Smith is and I think that is a factor this time what I tweeted Solomon Thomas potentially not a star Ruben Foster potentially off your team Roquan Smith plug and play guy next 10 years we need it we need stability we got free agents coming off the books Tart, Ward we need someone to count on we got a big contract extension with Buckner coming up Armstead's probably gone we're not going to pick up his options By the way, when I say we, and I keep noticing this on the podcast. That's me saying we as in, I'm thinking Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Not me, we as in 49ers fans. That is a little confusing. But when I say we, it's a decision maker we. And I wanted to clear that up. Marathon KJ Podcast. We're going to talk to you again Thursday live. Pete Sports Bar. Podcast sponsored by Crow Worthy Media, at Crow Worthy on Twitter. New fantasy outlet with,
0: I'll
1: call them medium warm, lukewarm takes. Not the hot take garbage you get on ESPN2, FS1. Sound reasonable takes, predictions for fantasy, football, and baseball. KJ Podcast, we will talk to you again soon. Probably, I'm thinking a Saturday morning pod. And then again, Monday morning to see who the late round guys are and the undrafted free agents. So, a lot of content coming your way. Happy holidays. Best week of the year, NFL Draft. KJ Pod, we're out.